how has quarantine been and and how has it been on you and your family uh quarantine's been uh it was uh pretty at the beginning it was really rough just because uh i feel like everybody really didn't know like what to do or like for me training wise it was like people really didn't know like uh like which boundaries can we push you know what i mean kind of thing to to get the extra work in so that was uh that was really difficult, but I feel like after the first two, three weeks, everything kind of, for me, uh, worked out. I was able to, it just gave me more time to focus, actually, personally, for myself. Um, it gave me just, with nothing really to do, like, especially, like, there's no, you can't go out, you can't go see people, really. It was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to try to get in the best shape I can right now while I have the opportunity. And, uh, yeah, that's basically what I tried to do. I'm in uh, I'm in Nova Scotia. We're still pretty much all locked up. Not a whole lot of movement. We can go to regular gyms, but we can't go to uh, like jujitsu or anything like that. What's the uh, What's the status of the gyms there? Is it, are they opened up again or? Uh no. Where I'm from in Windsor, Ontario, I just got to Vegas today actually. But uh, where I'm from in Windsor, Ontario, uh, there's no gyms really open yet at all. So what was the training like? You, you said you, you tried your best to stay in as good shape. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of it was done through Zoom, but. Uh, what was it like, uh, you know, doing a lot of cardio, I'm sure, but what sorts of things were you doing to uh, to stay stay in shape uh, throughout the pandemic? Um, I was doing uh, a lot of running. I run every day, pretty much. So uh, it was good to get my weight down because in the past, that's been like an issue for me is like waiting too long to get my weight in check. So uh, starting this camp out with my weight already within range to make it uh i felt like that 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 adds like so that's such an advantage for me because i can really just focus on 100 percent training the whole time and then uh, i was able to get a lot of good pad work in with my coach caro and then a lot of good grappling in with my, my boys over at uh to come see jujitsu uh and it was great too because uh, not really having a fight scheduled at the time it was good to just learn and have fun you know what i mean there was no pressure there was no like because um, when you have a fight scheduled, you're always thinking about that 24 seven. You're always kind of like it's always looming over you. Not, not that it's not a bad thing, but it's hard to learn and really progress and get better. You know what I mean? Uh, when you're uh, focused on solely just one one opponent, you know. So now that you've got your fight scheduled, man, congratulations. You got the call. Um, how does it feel? How does it feel to finally get a call and you know you're competing on the contender series? You know, uh, there was, like, uh, talks about me fighting on the June 20th card in Saskatoon before all the corona stuff. So I was always kind of, like, I was ready. That I felt like that. I felt like my time in the regional scene of MMA is over. You know what I mean? I really didn't feel like there was much left for me there. So I felt like um, the only thing left was to, to go up and start fighting some better guys and get a better opportunity on a bigger stage. You know, I put a lot of work into this sport. I've been doing it. For the last uh, I've been training for the last 10 years I've been professional for five you know essentially more than half my life has basically been or about half my life has been dedicated to being the best I can at this so uh, it's just, it was just a matter of time it, it was never a matter of like if but just when it was going to happen and uh, I finally got my opportunity and uh, I'm going to definitely 100% make the most of it Someone else who's on here, uh, your footsteps, who's on the radar of the UFC is your brother. How far How far do you think he is from a shot at uh, the Contender Series of the UFC? Yeah, he's, he's actually uh, came with me to Vegas. Uh, he, uh, he's, he's definitely close, especially at, for 125, right? Yeah. Like, see that they're signing guys at 125 with, uh, like, lower fight records because for those guys, it's obviously – 
it's harder to get fights. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, just like me, his time's going to come when it comes, and he'll be ready for it then. You know what I mean? Uh, you can't really uh, – you can never really be too, uh, like, entitled to something, like, that you're owed or deserve something. You know what I mean? Because there's likely someone out there who probably deserves it more than you or someone who uh, might be – you know what I mean? You never even know. There might be some guy you've never even heard of because he's been fighting – somewhere that's not popular and he's 15 and one so it's like there's always guys out there too that are basically considered i would say more deserving or something like that but hey the time's gonna come and that's it you just gotta be ready for when it comes is your is your game plan going into this fight a little bit different because it is a contender series and not everybody gets a contract if they win a lot of times they're looking for spectacular finishes or crazy fights or are you just gonna go in there and do what you do and if you get the contract you get the contract uh, I feel like for this fight, it kind of is going to force me for more of an action-packed fight anyways, just based on the way Daniel Swain fights. So he's a very fast starter. He's very uh, grappling-heavy based. You know what I mean? He's not going to come out and, like, try to knock me out. And if he, well, he might, but it's, it, it's, not, it's not one of his strong suits. You know what I mean? So, and I know he's been knocked out before, so... Uh, he's probably not too eager to, to go out there and try to throw hands with me, especially after watching my last fight. Uh, I'm a very good grappler. Uh, that's probably more of my strong suit, but I have a lot of really good hands too, especially when it comes to people that don't really know how to use their range well. Uh, like I feel like Swain doesn't really know how to use his range very well. He's kind of uh, – he hasn't really progressed. If I watch his fights from six years ago versus his fights now, it seems like I'm watching the exact same fighter. So uh, – I don't really have a specific game plan because I know that wherever this fight goes, I'm going to be comfortable. The only thing I do have to watch out for, which is uh, like pretty obvious based on his last seven wins have all been within the first round or two, uh, is that uh, to just watch out uh, right off the hop because that's how he likes to catch people, you know. But uh, other than that, he's never really beaten anybody who's ready for the next level, and I know I'm ready for the next level, so uh, it's going to be a good fight. Do you think the, the empty arena is going to play a role? And, and if so, what sort of role does, is it going to play? Is it, it, It's probably going to be different being able to hear everything your corner says and at the same time not hear the crowd cheer if you're in a slugfest. What do you think it'll uh, – how do you think the, 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 no, uh, the no crowd is going to affect your performance? Uh, per, uh, I don't think it's going to be too, too different for me, honestly. Uh, I feel like uh, fighting at home – in like a small town, which is what I fought two of my last three at, was uh, was a lot more like pressure, because it's like literally anywhere I look outside of the cage, it's like oh shit, I know who that is, or I look out the cage, it's like oh I know who that is. So for me, it's just I'm gonna be going in there, and it's just me and another guy. You know what I mean? That's it. There's there's nothing else. There's no crowd. Uh, I don't feel like there's any extra pressure. You know what I mean? For me. The pressure comes uh, when the fight's announced. Like, that's when I feel the most pressure is when the fight's announced. I don't really know who I'm fighting yet. I look them up. The harder I train, you know what I mean? I've never really been someone to be, like, extremely nervous before a fight. So, yeah, I think it'll be just business as usual. You did go to decision your last two fights. Most of your fights have been stoppages, most of your victories. The last two went to decision. Do you think that has something to do with, uh, similar to John Jones, where throughout his career, as he matures... He takes less risks, but he dominates. Do you feel like that's the main reason why, or do you think it was just the, the level of opposition you were up against? 
Yeah, I think it was just styles based on my fights because I feel like I've never really changed. I've never really been much of a risky fighter. I've never really been. Uh, I feel like I always fight with a pretty fight high, high fight IQ. And uh, I don't really like to be the guy who's like uh, trying to go one for one with anybody. You know what I mean? I'd rather um, keep my face in check and keep my career long. Um, but with my last two fights being decision, my fight against Paris Stanford, uh, I felt like it was kind of me just like, I was kind of just resorting to what I was good at a little bit too much there. And I was able to just take him down, hold him down the whole fight, which I could have easily stood with him. But I don't know. Some, I don't know. That fight, I was really disappointed in myself, actually. Uh, I was, like, super upset because I for sure thought I was just going to stand with him the whole time and make it a lot easier on myself. So, But whatever. I ended up going in there and shutting him out. And then uh, with Andrew Cruz... <laughs> I did everything but finish that guy because he's he's a he's nails. You know what I mean? That guy was super tough. Um, no matter what I hit him with, I rocked him many times. His ankle was broken. I almost choked him out. Like he he just had like yeah he, he had like so much resilience. You know what I mean? So I'm not too upset about that. Not going to a finish because at the end of the day, they're both shutouts. That's all that matters to me. Your uh, your last time out, you competed for a title. Uh, you won. But beneath you in the card was a UFC veteran and one of my favorite fighters, Elias Theodoru. What was it like to be like, wow, I headlined a card with a UFC fighter beneath me? Was it like a little bit of a like rewarding knowing that all your work's paid off? Uh, for me, uh, honestly, like the level when it comes to stuff like that doesn't like it doesn't really bother me because at the end of the day, I still have a fight. The only thing I've ever liked about being the main event is that I know when I'm fighting. You know what I mean? I know I'm the last fight. So, uh, but honestly, being the main event, like, this is going to be my first fight. Well, I don't even know if we're the main event of the card or not yet. I don't know how that card's working out. But uh, if I'm not the main event, it'll be my first fight, not as a main event, my last six fights or something like that. Um, so it's it's just weird. That'll be the only difference between uh, my last fights and this one as far as, like, who's above me or ahead of me because the, like the names don't, the names don't affect me too much. It's, it's whatever, you know what I mean? I train with very high level guys or I train in the same room as some very high level guys. I'm like kind of past the point of being starstruck, you know? Yeah. You've got, uh, you've got two titles under your belt. You got to call the contender series. Which of those three, uh, were you, uh, like proudest of getting the call or which, which of those two belts? I feel like, um, my first belt was, uh, probably my most like proud moment just cause I know how hard I trained for that. And I know, uh, I just knew like the kind of pressure I went into someone else's hometown and I just dominated a fight that everybody thought I was going to just get going there and get and lose, you know, um, contender series is, it was awesome. Um, like the call, but the thing is the job's not done yet. You know what I mean? It'll be a lot better of a feeling when I win, you know what I mean? But that I, it might be a comparable feeling when I win. Um, but we'll, we got to wait till August 11th to feel that. And then, uh, PFC was, a, was cool, but it just, uh, I don't know why the TKO one just felt better. <laughs> so, what you hear a lot of, um, especially in the United States, is wrestlers getting involved in MMA uh, because of the wrestling background. Canada doesn't have as big of a, you know, a re wrestling thing. Most schools don't even offer it. Um, the schools I went to, anyway, don't offer it. So what was the reason be behind you getting into MMA? Uh, it's, it's always interesting to hear it from a Canadian perspective um, because, I mean, most Americans got involved 
based on wrestling, uh, but Canadians usually come from a different background. So what, what got you into it? So basically my place kind of just showed me the sport as like a fan. And then uh, I was watching as a fan for a long time and eventually just tried out a class. And then I was always been an athletic kid uh, growing up, trying all the sports in school and everything. You know what I mean? I was uh, pretty competitive. So when I tried out my first kickboxing class, it was like, it just gives you a different feeling. You know what I mean? It's a different, uh, it's just a different, um, like the, the way you look at things just because it's one-on-one, you know what I mean? You're never, it's not a team sport. You know what I mean? Your, pro- your progress is solely uh, like reflected on you. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it's not really ba- like how you perform isn't based on anybody else. Um, so I didn't really start with wrestling. Um, I started with like kickboxing and MMA. And then, and then when I got to high school, I wrestled to make my MMA better. And then I did okay wrestling in high school but it definitely uh like that wrestling uh like my mma base is almost like people think i'm a wrestler through and through but it's not really like that i kind of just developed my mma game to suit that because of my uh like my body type and it's also the safest way to play what do you uh what do you think it'll take for canadian mma to really like blossom and become huge i mean you see like if you look at the ufc roster it's all pretty much Americans and Brazilians and now even Russians. What do you think it'll take for Canada to really uh, become a global uh, powerhouse in MMA? Now that George is retired, it seems like there's not as many Canadian figures in the sport. Yeah, um, I feel it's just like our population size is so small, man, compared to like these other countries, you know. So it's kind of, it's already, we're already at a little bit of a disadvantage to compete. And if you look at like the view viewership numbers, uh, I remember talking to somebody who works for TSN, and like fight replays get less views than curling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's it's hard for anybody to really like. There's just no for. I wish I knew what it was, but there's just not a lot of interest for for fighting in Canada at the moment. You know what I mean? It, it's gonna have to take a like a big star like GSP or like myself, you know, to uh to really uh propel that sport. So. I feel like um, I feel like I got a personality, you know what I mean, that could uh, maybe bring K and MMA back to the forefront. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, man. I think uh, I think what we need now is just getting Canadians in and signed in the UFC, and they can really make an impact. Tristan Connolly, for example, had an incredible performance. Speaking of George, have you ever had a chance to work with him, or even the guys at TriStar? Uh, no, I've never really actually got a chance to really train at TriStar or work with anybody like the as far as canadian gyms i've done some in ontario and then out west in vancouver which is where I, I was just training there actually what uh being from toronto or being from from ontario what was it like when the raptors won <laughs> last year uh, i was in halifax and it was crazy here i can't imagine what it was like there yeah it was actually uh it was really cool to see like the whole playoff series how it went because it was like they were shutting down like uh like where I'm from, Windsor, they're shutting down like uh, the downtown square and putting up big projectors for people to come watch the games. Um, so it was just cool to see like like the people come together, you know what I mean, to support their country because that's basically what it was. It was like a Canada versus U.S. thing, being that it's the only Canadian basketball team that you can support, right? So it turned into more of a Canada versus U.S. And it was uh, it was just it was awesome to see that, you know. 
Yeah, it was crazy in Halifax. I mean, it almost seemed like it, Canada won something, not just the city of Toronto. It was it was absolutely it was absolutely chaos. Um, we've got a big uh, big card coming up this weekend, so I'm going to ask you, uh, just sticking with your division, man. What's uh, what's your prediction for the Holloway Volkanovski fight? Um, honestly, uh, um, it's hard to tell. Like Max Holloway's interviews have been kind of weird. You know what I mean? And honestly, I feel like uh, Holloway's uh, camp is, like, what's holding him back almost. You know what I mean? Like, the guy does not have, like, adequate training partners to be fighting at the level he's fighting at. Like, I get some people like having a smaller, tight-knit team, but you still need the bodies to come in and get the work. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't even know what's going on in his camp. But based on what you see on the, like, based on what you can see from the outside, he doesn't really have the the bodies to, to make it happen. So, uh, and Volkanovski's just, he's a uh, conditioning wise. He's, he's a tear. You know what I mean? He, uh, he can just keep coming forward. His fight with Chad Mendes was amazing. You know, he was able to get dropped, come forward. And it's just a, he's a really good fight IQ too. You know, you'll never see him uh, waste a step or waste a punch or waste a takedown. You know what I mean? He makes everything count for something. And it's always building to something like the leg kicks and stuff. And it's just like, that's another thing, too, I see in one of Holloway's interviews. was like, all oh, the leg kicks weren't even affecting me. Like, I'm pretty sure they were. You know what I mean? Like, it was pretty evident, you know? So it's like, when you have someone in such denial like that, it's kind of hard to believe that they're going to change anything for this fight, you know? And uh, that main event, oh, I think this is crazier than the first fight. Jorge Masvidal, on six days' notice, steps up fighting uh, Kamaru. What's your prediction for that? Um. I think Kamaru Usman's such a specimen, and he just like he's so big for that division, so strong uh, that he's probably. I think he's just going to ragdoll Masvidal, but Masvidal also presents some diff- obviously a whole different skill set than what he was looking to face. Like I felt Gilbert Burns was more dangerous because of how high caliber his grappling is. You know what I mean? People really underestimate how good Gilbert Burns' grappling is, but he's a world champion grappler. You know, so he's he, he's a good, not just a good grappler for MMA, but he's a good grappler for like worldwide talent you know and he can also he's picked up his striking game he's fast he's on a the thing is with Gilbert Burns the most dangerous thing about him is that he's been super active so when a fighter's been super active you know what I mean it takes away the jitters it takes away like any like ring rust is definitely real you know what I mean I feel like the more often I fight the better I fight so uh it's just um I, I feel like Gilbert Burns is a harder fight, but Masvidal presents kind of more of questionable, like, oh, what's he going to throw? You know what I mean? He does hit hard, but he he's too small. I think he's still, like, he's still a 155 kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a 170 that comes in shredded, ripped, and big. You know, he comes in a little bit soft. He doesn't, like, he's not a Usman or a Kobe. Well, actually, Kobe's pretty small, too, but uh, – He's not like a Usman or like say a Wonder Boy, you know what I mean? You look at those guys and those guys are one seventies, right? They're huge, um, and yeah, I just don't think he has the size or the the strength or skill set really to pull it off against Usman. And then uh, I'll ask a couple more questions and I'll let you go back to your Uber Eats. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what can we expect from you on August August eleventh for non Canadian MMA fans? What can we expect? from TJ Laramie on uh, August 11th? Well, I honestly feel like this matchup was tailor-made for me to to really show the world what I can do. Um, I'm going to be able to expose this guy basically wherever I want. I don't feel like 
He's supposed to be a grappler, but I don't feel I've never once in my career felt in danger on the ground by anybody. Uh, I've had a black belt on my back for about a minute in a fight. Didn't feel in danger. You know what I mean? Kind of just rode out the round. Um, I was like, I've never lost to a, a high level grappler in a fight. I've never, I've never really even been taken down unless I was going for a guillotine. You know what I mean? To reverse the position or something like that. So it'll be interesting to see. Like, I've trained with good wrestlers, but uh, I've trained with like good gra grapplers all the time. You know what I mean? Like, there's just nothing this guy can really present to me that I feel like puts me in danger. My skill set, like everything he does, I do a lot better. You know. So uh, I just feel like I'll be able to put on a super exciting performance, very similar to my last one. He's going to come out. Uh, he's 29 years old. He's a little bit weathered. You know, this is his last shot. If he doesn't make it now, he, he might not make it, you know. So I expect him to come out uh, like guns blazing, really trying to hurt me. Uh, but that's fine. You know what I mean? It's nothing I haven't seen before. It's uh, not like I haven't fought guys that are fast starters before. I beat Jordan. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty easy to shut people like that down. And I feel like I'm going to be able to do that. You're you're one month away. You're already in Vegas. What do you do to make sure you do not get COVID-19 ahead of this fight? Uh, I definitely won't be going into too many public places, especially without a mask. Uh, this is my first time in the U.S. since everything. So uh, it'll be interesting. But I'm, a, I'm definitely going to stick to the training, uh, the UFC PI, stuff like that. So I don't feel like... Like, I'm not, I'm not much, much of a person to go out and try to, like, enjoy things because my mind's always on the fight regardless, so it's kind of hard to relax. Uh, it's just going to be basically full tilt for the next five weeks. All right, man. Wishing you all the best. Uh, Canada's behind you, and uh, wishing you all the best next next month, man. Stay safe. Don't catch anything, and, uh, and we'll see you out there on August 11th. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.